Do you want to hear the greatest story? Yeah, I do. Oh my god, Bon Jovi sound checking. We got to see this. But then we hear um the guy whistling to a microphone. Yeah, it was John, and he goes, "The kids can stay." We're like, "Oh, cool." <laughs> nice. Thanks, thanks, Johnny. It was a small theatre, and we went upstairs, and there was a photo of Dire Straits, who mm. did their very first rock blast there in 1982, oh, wow. which was just so cool. Yeah. So these bikies got in touch with us, give us 500 bucks so you don't get your singer back. <laughs> Holy shit. Welcome everyone, you are listening to the Art of Touring podcast. This is an interview style podcast where I talk with musicians, performers and sometimes wrestlers. I am your host, the Sizz Dog. Thanks for joining me. It is a it is a school holidays, baby. Oh yeah, just got back from an awesome weekend away with the wife. We celebrated our 10th wedding anniversary, so I... Uh, Took my lady to Crown Metropole, splurged on a nice room with valet parking, two in-room cocktails, which I drank both of, <laughs> late checkout, two in-room movies. Mate, it was pretty suave, let me tell you. This week on the podcast, I caught up with wrestler, wrestling strength and conditioning coach and drummer, Jake Navara. Uh, Jake and I had a wonderful chat, and we hear about how Jake drove nine hours to Adelaide to wrestle for 20 bucks when he was coming up on the scene. So tune in for that one. It is a corker. Art of Touring is brought to you every single Wednesday, sometimes Thursdays, Thursday nights, whenever I can get it out to you folks. Uh, You can listen to Art of Touring on iTunes or on the Google Podcasts app on your Android device. And remember, Art of Touring is part of the A Lot of Green podcast network. You can check out all their other awesome podcasts on their network at www.alotofgreen.com.au. There is some coarse language in this week's episode, so if you are listening with the kids, it might be a good idea to throw on Super Monsters, Super Monsters, ba-da-da-da-da-da-da, and uh, once they're dropped off at their trumpet lessons... That's my trumpet. Uh, You can put Art of Touring back on. Now let's take a moment for this week's sponsor. Episode 63 of Art of Touring is brought to you this week by Sizz Dogs Figure Bath Soap. Are you a loose figure collector? Do the figures you purchase sometimes need a little love before you can display them? Then you need Sizz Dogs Fither, 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 Figure Bath Soap, baby. Just drop your figs in the sink and add some... Just a little squeeze of uh, little little bits of Sizz Dog's finger bath soap, and your figures will come up looking like you just let them breathe. Sizz Dog's figure bath soap. Oh yeah, let the figure baths begin, baby. Just so you know, Art of Turing is hosted by Wooshka. If you'd like to listen on your desktop, you can just Google Art of Turing and follow the links to the Wooshka homepage. Now let's hear my conversation with Jake Navara, and I will see you on the other side. Welcome, everyone. You are listening to the Art of Touring podcast. You're here with the Sizz Dog in Siriani Studios. And joining me this week is Jake Navara, professional wrestler, professional wrestling strength and conditioning coach and drummer. 
How are you, Jake? I'm doing very well, thanks. Uh, see, I don't know whether to call you the Sizz Dog or <laughs> or Mr. Siriani. Or Mr. Siriani. <laughs> yeah, this is this is a strange this thing. Is, yeah, a very strange situation, dude. I th- I think after what eleven years, I'm pretty sure you can you can graduate to Sizz. Eleven years, yeah, Sizz. Yeah. All right, Sizz is good. I'm, I'm doing pretty well, Sizz. Um, <laughs> maybe maybe we should touch on that uh that story there of why you're uh, Mr. Siriani. <laughs> why? I, yes, exactly. Well, um. I was interviewing a um, uh, a wrestler a few uh, weeks ago, and um, he was mentioning that uh, his strength and, and conditioning coach uh, Jake Navara uh, out at um, Melton um, is great. And you know, and I said, oh, you know, I've heard only good things about Jake and blah 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 blah. So I, I figured that well, that'd be a good kind of way to reach out to you, you know. And so I Definitely. put I put it to you. Do you want to be on the pod? He's like, yeah, no worries. And then um, I had a better look at your face. <laughs> I'm like, but I don't, I don't recognize. I actually Facebooked Jake Navara. I'm like, I can't find this person anywhere. Yeah, like, yeah. who is this, you know, <laughs> character? You know, and then, and then I said, well, but I know the face. I'm like, did you, did you go to Stoughton College? He's like, no, I, I went to. Where did you go to? Uh, Melton Secondary. Melton Secondary. Yeah, yeah. But I did do vet music. Yes, vet at Stoughton music. College. Yeah, just for one, like, one year. Yeah, one year. One year. And I was like, uh, I think I was your teacher, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I straight away looked at, like looked you up. And I was like, oh my god, Mr. Siriani. Mr. Siriani, <laughs> how funny is this? Yes, yeah, small like, yeah, world. Hey, definitely. I'm like, I got to come do this podcast. This yeah. is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, it's fantastic. It's great to see you again, man. Yeah, really good to see you. Um, and uh, so who? So you you came from um, uh, Melton Secondary College. Melton Secondary, yeah. Um, and. In the class, was it a grouping of kids from Stoughton as well as Melton, or was it just the Melton Secondary College kids in your class? Uh, it was Stoughton as well. It and was Stoughton I as well. I think maybe maybe Kuranjang. Oh, as well? Yeah, yeah. I think it was all from... Because there just weren't enough numbers, so everyone just done it. All right, we'll, we'll just put them all together and we'll just do it at Stoughton. At so, Stoughton, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Because I was trying to think back, because it, it literally was either my first or my second year teaching at all. Yeah. Classroom yeah. teaching. Wow. Yeah. 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 Before that, I'd only done singing lessons. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, straight out of university, f- straight in the deep end, um, you know, teaching an hour away from home, yeah. an hour and a half if, if there was a prang on the ring road. Um, still living with my folks at the time and, yeah, just driving in the old uh, Ford all the way out to Melton and um, and teaching a bunch of uh, you know ragamuffins. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we're that that bad. No, no. Especially the vet music kids were all great. Yeah, you yeah know? It, was a, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, there wasn't really any behavioural issues. I got more behavioural issues just from the regular teaching load there. You know, uh, yeah, um, yeah. But the uh, the the vet music classes were always just a blast. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Because I was actually, as soon as like I found this out, I um I messaged. I don't know if you remember Zach from the class. Zach. Uh, yeah, he used to play bass. Yeah. Did he? Yeah, covered in tattoos and stuff. Um, I messaged him like, "You're not gonna believe this," and he's like, "Oh my god, that's amazing." We just got talking. Like, we just used to love that class because it was like we didn't really see you like as a teacher or anything. You were just like a guy we could like hang out with outside of school. Yeah, so right. It was just like, yeah, it was just so easy. It was always always a bit of fun. <laughs> and and that, at that time, I was I was only 26, 27 years old, so I I wasn't that much older that's than it. you I guys. Think, yeah, only ten you, years older, yeah, you know. So, yeah. um, you could kind of be kind of 
matey with me. That's it. H- had I known you were like a huge wrestling mark, like, <laughs> my God. <laughs> we would never have no left work. the classroom, man. <laughs> I know. Man. See, that was right in the pocket when I actually wasn't watching like the product at all. Yeah. yeah. Um, I uh, I really loved the Attitude Era. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, that was when I was just obsessed with the wrestling. And then... I, I knew, I knew that wrestling was, you know, predetermined and everything. But I still loved who I loved, you know. Like I still really rooted for the person I really looked up to. Yeah. Mainly Mick Foley, like he was my guy. Oh, of course, yeah, right, yeah. And then when he was kind of leaving the WWE, you know what I'm trying to say? Um, he um, he was constantly putting over Randy Orton in these matches that I was just like, this sucks. Yeah. yeah. Why are they destroying yeah. his legacy? And the you whole, know, the whole legend killer thing, legend yeah, killer yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah. Spitting on him. Yeah, like that yeah. angle was just awful. And I'm like, what are you doing to this great character? You're destroying it. Mm-hmm. So I fell out of love with it and I actually stopped watching it um, altogether. Wow. And yeah. I, I didn't become a wrestling fan again until about 10 years later. Wow. Yeah. yeah which, yeah. um, you know, we'll, we'll get into later. Definitely. Um, so, uh, I'll start off, well, we'll restart a little bit. <laughs> restart it. <laughs> and, and ask you the first question that I ask all my guests here on The Art of Touring, and that is um, uh, where you grew up and where were you, where were you born? Okay, so I was born and bred in Melton. Mm-hmm. And, you know, fast forward, you know, 29 years, I'm still in Melton. Still um, in Melton? Yeah, yep. still in Melton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. loving it. And um, and you entered the vet music course as a drummer. Um, how and when did music kind of come to you as a, as a young person was it in primary school or as a teenager uh, it, when it did was you in start high school high it was school around um it was, it was funny actually my it was probably year seven yeah my friend at the time bought a guitar and he's like you know i got this guitar i want to start a band yes it's like we need a drummer he's like go buy a drum kit i'm like all right i'll go buy a drum kit and that, that was it <laughs> that <laughs> like, was it i had no like real desire to play drums at the start and you yeah know, of course once i started playing that was yeah i just fell in love just loved it yeah just loved it oh my gosh so, old mate, he just said, we need a drummer, you should do it. Yeah, that's because it. Because you were friends. You had like, a guitarist, had a bassist, we need a drummer, you, you know, we're friends, go buy a drum kit. I'm like, all right, done. <laughs> <laughs> so, my parents bought this little little drum kit and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was just, yeah, just from there. Wow. <laughs> and so, were there any other musos in your family or? Um, you know, you know, my uh, pop played a bit of guitar and, you know, he could yodel really well. Really? Yeah, yeah, crazy, <laughs> crazy. <laughs> Um, but that, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and so you start playing the drums in year seven. Year seven. With your mates from high school. Yep. You had a guitar player, a drummer, and ba- did you have a vocalist at all as well? No vocals. No vocals? <laughs> no. Just instrumental. Yeah. Um, yep. started learning, like what kind of songs did you start yeah, learning? Yeah, first song was like, uh, Nirvana Smells Like Teen Spirit. Yes. Yeah, like everyone. As <laughs> everyone. First song. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Yep. It's a classic. Can't go past it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and everything just grew from there up until um, I started to really get serious, you know, when I was about 16, 17. Mm-hmm. Um, I basically just joined a proper band then. Yeah. Um, they sort of kicked their drummer out and put me <laughs> put me in, which I felt bad about. But um, Yeah. And, you know, those guys, I, you know, there's a, there's a bit more t- to that going into it, but... Um, just quickly, like I still jam with those guys today. Like today, yeah, right. we still catch up once a week, and it's yeah, it's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. So even from back then, even from back then, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because yeah. most people are making a very big generalization here, but most people's um, high school bands 
begin and end in high school. Like, yeah, it's very definitely. rare that you actually still even see the people, let alone still play with them. Yeah. So yeah. that that is remarkable. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Holy definitely. moly. Definitely. Um, uh, going back a little bit, that very first band um, that you were just doing the instrumental thing and, you know, learning Smells Like Teen Spirit, um, did that band have a name? Um, I think we... Oh, no emotions. <laughs> no emotions. No emotions. <laughs> yeah. Because, oh man, because, you know, we, you know, I had like a huge, I looked a lot different than what I look like now. So, you know, I had a huge mohawk and yeah. I'd wear all the chains and all the big spiky bracelets and everything. And right, um, yeah. I just remember this chick walking past, you know, one of the, one of the cool kids, as you would say, she's like, you guys have no emotions. I'm like, that's a cool band name. That's cool. No emotions. No emotions. I think that band lasted for like you know, a month or something, and then <laughs> that was it. That was it. <laughs> yeah. Far out, yeah. man. Um, and so that was when you were around 13, 14. And so from then, before you joined the other guys when you were 16, were you still playing the drums? or Yeah, still playing, yeah, all the way through. Yeah? Yep, definitely. In definitely. bands or just kind of by yourself? Just by myself until I was on with those guys. Yeah. Um, and so we... you just stayed with it for two years, yeah. just practicing, yeah, practicing. Yeah, just to get better. Just yeah. jamming, you know, learning songs. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, right. Because, you know, we'd still do music and stuff at school. So, lunchtimes, we'll just go straight to the band room, just, like, jam out with who, whoever's there. So, oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So, there's always someone to play always with. Always someone, yeah. yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, that's and, a cool thing. So, you know, I played with those guys, um, you know, up until, you know, the end of high school. Like, we're still playing now, but we took a little bit of a break, and it was just sort of on and off. Yep. Um, but when I, yeah, sort of, you know, m- music was everything in high school. Yeah. Um, even though I started wrestling in high school, I'm sure we'll get to that when I started and everything. But um, yeah, yeah. music was everything. So, And that's why I joined on to Vet Music. It was something I really wanted to do. And they're right. like, you know, because this was year 12, and they're like, if you want to do Vet Music, it's too much for you to do that annual VCE. Huh. So I'm like, oh, well, fuck my VCE. I'm just going to do Vet Music. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Is that right? Is that what the ultimatum was at yeah, Melton Secondary? Yeah. And everything to me was just like music, music, music. So I'm oh, like, all right, stuff. I'm just going to do that. Do the music. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And year 12... Um, Sorry, le- uh, late year 11, my uh, <laughs> our drum teacher left the school, oh. so they had no one to teach drums. So my music teacher at the time, all right, you're teaching drums here every lunchtime. Yeah. So year 12, I was the, the drum teacher for the school. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. While you were in my vet music class? Yes, that's correct. And so you were in vet music for your year 12 year? Yes. Not before that? Not before that. No, huh. just, just my year 12 year. Whoa. Yeah. And you had been jamming with um, the band um, that you still kind of jam with now. Yeah. What was it called back in high school? Back then and still now, <laughs> if we would ever play shows again, but yeah. we were called Scattered. Scattered? Scattered, yeah. Yeah, right. It was funny. In um, a vet music class, there was a couple guys there that used to play in bands you know, from Staunton as well. Mm-hmm. Um, if you remember, like guys like Daniel Keery and stuff. I remember Daniel. He yeah, was an insane in, guitar player, incredible guitar player. Like, yeah. my God, he's just yeah, just so fast, blew, blew us away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, after high school, we actually got together and you know, created a band there as well. Right. Um, which was pretty cool. Like, you know, we're playing like two to three shows a week, and you mm-hmm. know, I was still playing with the other band as well. So, yeah, you know, some some most weeks I could play like up to four shows. So it was just yeah, wow, it was really cool. That is cool. Yeah. So was that de- with Daniel's band? Yeah, yeah. And what was his one called? Uh, Victory Ashes. Victory Ashes. Victory Ashes. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. that's bringing me yeah. back. Yeah. <laughs> and does does he still play under that moniker or or not anymore? Um, he's playing with um, 
uh, I can't remember the band now. They were actually um, on Triple J not too long ago. He's like, hey, check this out. We're, you know, we're on Short Fast Loud tonight. Go oh, check it out. cool. And I'm like, man, that's awesome. Just, just hearing Just recently? Yeah, just recently. It's like oh, two weeks ago. That's great. Yeah, I, I can't remember the name, so I can't give you a shout out. Sorry, sorry, no, Kiri. <laughs> but, um, oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a, a lot of fun. So you're doing a lot of music um, back then and uh, uh, scattered. Was that like... Um, you were on drums. What was what was the lineup? Was bass, guitar, singing? Like yeah. So scatter was just like a. Um, it originally was a three piece, uh, so it was like guitar, drums, and then our bass is, is our vocalist as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but we added a second guitarist. Yeah. yeah, probably about you know three years in, he came on board. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, me and Kiri, we actually had a. It was a five, five or six piece. I can't remember off the top of my head. Of Victory, Victory Ashes. Yeah, but we had, um, it was under a different band name, Crime Scene in Candyland. Ah, yeah, okay. Yeah, so we had like two guitars, bass, we had a synth player and drummer and a vocalist as well. So, Whoa. Yeah. So. Far out, man. So in that time, you were just playing um, quite a lot. Quite a lot, yeah. 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 Yeah, as well as like wrestling as well. Wrestling you know? as well. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we'll, we'll try and switch gears now a little bit. Tell me about um, who got you into wrestling as a kid. Like, was there wrestling around in the house? Like, was there a fan that said, um, oh. It was actually my, my cousin. I was probably about six years old. Yep. And, you know, he gave me his VHS tape and he's like, you know, chuck this on. It was, it was like an old episode of Roar is War. Mm. I was like, what is this? Like, I was just, ima- like, instantly I'm hooked, like, straight away. Yeah, yeah. And that's it. It's like every week I cannot wait for him to rock up to my house with this tape so I can watch Roar. And it, yeah, right. yeah so. Oh, so it was the it was the product that was on at the time. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, right. Yeah, and yeah. so, what year was this? When you were six, like ninety six. Yeah, it would have been yeah ninety five, ninety six. Yeah. Because when were you born? Like nineteen ninety. Eighty nine. Eighty nine. Oh, okay, so ninety five, yeah. ninety six. Oh wow! So raw back then. That was just before the Attitude Era. Just before. Yeah. But you still so had. As, yeah. So I was still young, but so as I was growing up, man, just grew up through all the Attitude Era, which is wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And as a really young kid watching that, that would have... Because the product back then was really racy. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was bra and panties matches. Yeah, yeah. And but my parents, they got hooked as well. So they were like, oh, I, we can yeah, watch it. Yeah, yeah, loved know, it. Loved it. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Because I, I, like, I, I watched a lot of wrestling with, with my um, kids, you know, and they're only five, Yeah, you know. Um, but they've been... They've, been exposed to it since um since they were born but I, I i don't watch much of the attitude era stuff in front of them it's usually just more the um the current product yeah so it's not as racy um so in that way i think it's okay that they're being exposed to it but i don't know if i if i was a dad back then if i would show my five-year-old daughter's the roar as well from that you know what I mean like <laughs> yeah, I would have definitely. to really make a decision yeah, and I don't yeah. know what I would choose mm-hmm. you know so yeah but I'd probably still let them watch it yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there you go man and so you're just growing up just loving wrestling yeah I was just, I was hooked straight away and that yeah. was it it was just everything became about wrestling yeah who was your favourite um, I got yeah the, the Rock is a huge huge favourite of mine mm-hmm. you know guys like Mick Foley Triple H I I wasn't so much drawn into like the 
the moves and the athleticism. It was always just like the characters and the storylines that, that got me. Yes. Like I remember sometimes as a kid, like Triple H used to, you know, make me cry at the end of shows. Like he yeah. goes over, he wins. I was like, sitting there, I'm like, no, like, you know, it was just gets so, so much emotion out of me. Yeah. And once I realized like when I'm older, I'm like, I want to do that. Like that, that's what I want to do. Yeah. 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 Uh, make people feel something from a performance that you've been able to that's right to do yeah, yeah man yeah it's crazy man i mean you know i uh growing up as a muso and, and really kind of just uh, pursuing that my whole my whole t- uh you know adult life really um but now later like i said we might mention it now um i only started watching the product again um in 2012 yeah and that was because I um, was overseas with my lady and um, she and I were staying in, in the Caribbean. I was doing like a, a, an acoustic covers gig uh, for Club Med. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, it was a really sweet deal, yeah. you know. Um, and we were there for five to six weeks. And the first Monday night, we we're like just chilling out in the, in the hotel room. We turn on the Tally USA Network Roar is war. Wow. He's just on the telly. I'm yeah. like, what is going on? Like, awesome. I hadn't seen it awesome. in like 10 yeah. years, right? <laughs> and I'm just exposed to my my guy. Like, Mick Foley is cutting a promo with this up-and-comer. I'm doing inverted commas, everybody. It's an audio medium. But up-and-comer CM Punk. Wow. And yeah. he's over. Like, he's on top at this point. And there's this verbal just, you know, back and forth between these two guys. And Mick... Vic, uh, Vic, uh, Mick is in there putting over, you know, um, some match that he's going to have, not that Mick's going to have, but CM Punk is going to have, and just, you know, doing this great promo with him. And I'm like, who is this guy? He's got amazing mic skills. He's brilliant. Oh, definitely, yeah. 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 And so I, I attribute him for getting me back. Back into it. Into the wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> so much so I'm, I'm wearing a CM Punk right hoodie now, tonight. Yeah. yeah so... <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, and ever since then, I've just been obsessed with it and, and gone back and rewatched stuff that I, you know, used to watch back then. And now looking at it through like a smart Mark's eyes, you know, that terrible term, a smart yes, Mark. Yes, yes. You know, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, so much has been revealed about the industry. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's cool that you can kind of it's still appreciate it, you Definitely. know, even though you know the inner workings of it. You still don't know who's going to win. No. You know, you still don't know how they're going to twist the story yeah. around. You still don't know if someone's going to get hurt or injured during a match. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's so many variables that still, there's all that magic fairy dust still there. Definitely. Even though you know a whole bunch of stuff about it, it doesn't take away from the entertainment value of, of, course. The, of the thing. That's right. Yeah. 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 Um, and so you're watching this product growing older, um, you know, and you're into it throughout your teenage years. When did you actually start, um, yeah, lacing up the boots and, and deciding to pursue well, that as well? <laughs> Well, once I started watching it, it was just like, you know, my parents had to hide like all the pillows in the house because I'll take <laughs> the pillows out to the trampoline and just like wrestle these pillows and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And it just kept growing, growing, growing. And there was a few actual uh, local shows in, in Melton at the time. Right. My dad t- took me. I was probably like 10 years old. Yeah. There was one there um, at the Melton Rec Center. There was like 800 people. and I 800? Yeah. Whoa! Their, f- their first show in Melton, yeah, drew about eight hundred people, and I was just like, I-, I didn't even know wrestling was in Australia. Like, what? What is this? This is mm. amazing. Mm. So we started going like every month, every month, and you know they they mentioned something about a training school. I'm like, I got to ask about this. I- I'm probably about twelve, thirteen years old at the time. Yeah. So I went up and I spoke to 
uh, George the Hitman Julio, an Australian wrestling legend. Yes, um, I've met him. And he basically just told me to piss off, you're too young. Really? And I was like absolutely gutted. Like gutted, I was, yeah. You know, I was, I was sitting there waiting for the end of the show. I was, you know, I was just didn't know what to say. I was waiting for like 20 minutes to, just to go up and talk to him. I was just like shaking so bad. And he's just yeah. like, you're too young, go away. Yeah, <laughs> that was it. Right. I was like, ah! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was like a dagger in my heart. Yeah, but, um, yeah. You know, I kept going. Um, there was a few like little schools, but they were sort of like too far away. You know, I was like... I remember once my parents drove me out for like a, it was like a wrestling camp type thing. I was out in Bayswater. So it was like an hour and a half, yeah. two hours, you know, in traffic from where I am. Yeah. So I'd done that for a weekend, got a little taste. And then there was actually a school that opened up in Melton. Right. And I was like, oh, this, this couldn't be any better. It's like five minutes from my house. Yeah. Perfect. So I'd done a solid week of that. And um, it was just sort of... You were like 14, 15 at this point? Yeah, I was, I was probably about... 15, 16. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah so you yeah. so waited a couple just, of years. Yeah, and... waited a couple of years. Um, and then, you know, I rocked up for the next week because the, the first week was just sort of like an introduction and what they're going to do, everything like that. So I'm yeah. all ready, ready to go. And, you know, it's closed down. I was like, what is going on? So they had some issues with like insurance or something like that with the oh, gym that they were running out man. of. So you know, I was just hassling the guys that were running it. I'm like, there has to be another way. Like uh, I got a little bit of a taste. I, I just want to keep doing this. Like, sure. Show me the way. Yeah. Um, so I kept hassling. They just wouldn't, wouldn't give it all. So I was probably about 16, 17 at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and they gave me a name, George Julio. Right. I was like, oh my God, I know this guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's like, and they're like, they don't like anyone that's under 18. Like, you have to be over 18 to go. So I'm yeah. like, you know what? I'm just going to go down anyway. Sure. So I went down, and the first thing he asked is, like, how old are you? So I'm like, I'm 18, George. <laughs> 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 and that was my introduction to the to the wrestling business. So was, the, the, <laughs> all right, you're 18. I'm 18. He's like, okay. And then we started. <laughs> yeah, nice. And you were 16 at this point. I was 16. Year yeah. 10. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. It's like, right, yeah, right at the year. Right at the end of year 10, so... Yeah, yeah. 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 Almost and so this was down in Sunshine, yeah. Down in Sunshine, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you used to catch a train and then two buses to get, get to the facility. Really? <laughs> yeah. Look at you, man. Yeah. Super keen. Super keen. Yeah. Definitely. definitely. Wow. And he started showing you the ropes. That was it, yeah. That was Basically it. from there, I was there pretty much every day. Um, you know, the, the first few weeks, uh, obviously the hardest... Yeah, I mean, it's all hard, but those first few weeks, it's sort of like, because I do it as well, like, you know, throughout my time, I've spent a bit of time coaching at that facility, mm-hmm. and you almost sort of like try and break guys a little bit to, sure. see, to see if they'll come back, because yeah. you have to be tough, you have to be very thick-skinned to be in this industry, Yes. so basically that's what George was doing, he would just, um, you know, th- those first few weeks, he would just bump me for, you know, this is no exaggeration, but about two hours, just yeah. a constant bump get up bump get up just non-stop um, you know you'll be thrown up you'll be sore you couldn't move but you know as long as you kept coming back he sort of got that respect and then he would you know probably properly train you yeah right yeah yeah, yeah. um so i think uh, crusher told a similar story where he was like okay i want you to take a bump on the concrete oh, on the concrete yeah yeah I, I didn't have to bump on concrete thank god but, um, <laughs> <laughs> you probably he, saw the size of jason yeah yeah it's like, oh, this guy's tough you can bump on the concrete, concrete yeah, yeah. <laughs> But actually, like, um, when George's facility first opened there, he had yeah. no ring. So, he was training guys for, like, quite a few years, and they, they would bump on concrete. Like, really? Yeah, there was just no ring. There was no ring? Yeah. Luckily, when I went, there was, there was a ring. There was a ring. But, <laughs> there was a but ring. When he first started, there was no, no ring. No ring. Yeah, just bumping Holy on the concrete. Holy Yeah. Yeah. Because I, um, I went to his... Uh, 
training, um, you know, facility. Yeah. Uh, and in Sunshine um, at the start of the year because that's where they were holding the, um, like, the introductions for this movie. That oh, was, for the movie, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they would come down to this address um, and it said, you know, training academy or whatever on, on the thing. And then I'm like, I'm looking around, I'm like, where is this place? Where is this place? <laughs> and then I saw them walking out of this garage. I'm like, oh, it, I'm, I am here because the sat-nav's telling me I'm here. I'm like, yep. <laughs> I can't be here. So I walk in and I'm like, I'm past this, you know, the house and then the cars and, and they're out the back and I'm look I'm like, Whoa. And it's just all that. This is the yeah. real deal. That's it. Like that it, it's old gym school. Is it is so old school. cool, man. Yeah. And yeah. old school. Yeah. It's got all the wrestling posters up. Definitely. From all the years, you know, that he's been training and, and you know, people and everything and, and obviously all the all the um the gym equipment is super old. Yeah, because yeah, George was a competitive uh, bodybuilder back in the day as well. Is that as, right? As pro wrestler, so okay. You know when gyms would close down, he would you know buy out all their equipment. So you got all this old equipment from like the sixties and seventies, and it's just yeah. you know it's amazing. It is cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then you literally just walk around the corner into the other room, and then there's just a ring just in the a ring. ring. Yeah, <laughs> and a ring like, and then the, the the ropes pretty much end as the building ends. Like there's, oh, yeah. there's no room <laughs> the for the amount ring. of times you hit those walls, man. Like, <laughs> it's crazy, <laughs> and even more posters. Yeah, just plastered just everywhere. everywhere, everywhere. It's an yeah. awesome facility, yeah, man. Definitely, yeah. you know. And so there's um, young Jake bumping and bumping and vomiting and getting back up and keeping going. Um, how long after that did you um, did it take for you to actually have your first match? So I had my first match uh, very early. So I was about three or four months in. Mm-hmm. Um, I put my, it was the first match, tag team match, um, on February 2nd. I can't remember the year. <laughs> but February 2nd is actually the date that my first daughter's born oh wow yeah so it's a very very significant that's date isn't quite it fortuitous, yeah. isn't yeah. it yeah obviously not on that day when i'm you know 17 <laughs> no no but every second yeah yeah so the first match and yeah my wow. daughter's birthday crazy that yeah. is crazy yeah and yeah that was my first match tag team match i don't think i've ever been so nervous in my life mm-hmm. like i'm sitting on the top of the stage like shaking I think like more, I, I didn't want to stuff anything up. Right, yeah, also yeah. Also more like this dream that I've had for so long, it, it's finally coming, coming true. true. Like I'm, you know, wrestling in, front, in a ring in, in front of a crowd, like this is it. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And what was your, um, what was your uh, uh, work name back then? What were oh, you going back, on? back then. So um, the, the booker at the time, the matchmaker at the time, um, he's like, do you have a name? Like, no, I don't know. I don't have a name. I, I don't know. You know. Mm. You know. I borrowed my boots from one of the other wrestlers. Um, I, I just got a plain pair of black tights, and I'm like, I have no name. I don't. I don't know. And he's like, What's your name? And I'm like, It's, it's Jake. He's like, All right, your name is Jake Sky. Like, really? Like, <laughs> Jake, Jake Sky. Sky. It was. It was only for that one show. <laughs> Just that one show. <laughs> and you're like, I got to think Ooh, of a better name. Yeah. But, um, yeah. There you go. Definitely. But you didn't stuff up. You got through it. Got through it. Yeah. Got yeah. an absolute beating. But um. Yeah, yeah. Right. It was good. Did you get to go over in your first match, or you, you had to? Um. Uh, no. 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 You, you had to lay down. Well, the first I had to match. take the pin first. Take match, the yeah. pin. Take the pin. Oh, there you go. <laughs> like a good worker. Hey. That's it. Far out, man. <laughs> took the pin yeah and um and so yeah you keep training and you eventually um it becomes something more 
definitely. It actually so, becomes. Yeah, so I just kept, you know, just kept getting reps in, kept wrestling, you know, wherever I could. Yep. Uh, kept training, you know. At that time, it was around three times a week, as much as I could get there, you know, with all the music stuff still going on too. Yes. Um, so it's just wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. It was, it was like about when I hit, uh, I would have been, you know, 20, about 20, 21 at the time. Yeah. I was like, just where where I was at wrestling, like like George, George is amazing, um, and he basically shows me all the fundamentals, the basics. But then after that, it's it's up to you to develop more as a, as a wrestler. Yes, you know he, he'll coach you along the way, but it's it's really up to you. So I was like, yeah, I need to get better. So me and a few guys decided to sort of pack up for a couple of months, and we went over to uh, Booker T's training facility in Houston, Texas. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Wow. And, um, you know, I, I thought I was pretty decent before I left. Yeah. And when I got there, man, it was a, it was a complete, complete eye opener. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, because you'd been training from one trainer your whole career. Yes. Yeah. So I hadn't worked with like any other trainers. So it's just been from just George and yeah. you know, whoever would come down to the facility, you would train with them and yes. obviously more experienced guys would come in and out, but yeah. 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 And so, um, who went over with you? Um, oh man. I think, actually, I don't think any of the guys that I went over with are still wrestling right, right now. Yeah. It was yeah. just the up-and-comers back then that thought, well, let's all go do it as well. Yeah. And yeah. they were all keen at the time. Yeah, they've pretty much finished up now. So Right. Yeah. Um, and so, at that time, Booker wasn't, wasn't on television. He still was. And he, he was, he was doing- on... Um, I don't know if he he was actually on SmackDown, but he was also like training for Raw as well. They were like sort of coaching him for the commentary spot. Um, but he was also like just jumping in and out of that sort of time for right. off memory, yeah. Or he, could, okay. he, or he could have been on full time. I'm not sure. But, it, but, um, but you actually did get to see him in when you went to train. Yes, yes. Right. So he he would always um, be with us because it was five days a week training. Okay. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, he would obviously be Raw SmackDown, and then he'll be with us Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Oh, okay. So that's yeah. a big chunk of time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and. Um, yeah, what was that experience like? Uh, it, it was it was incredible. It was like I said, it was a huge eye opener. Um, yeah, because you know back then there wasn't much exposure. Like there was no real sort of American workers coming over here. Where now it's just like constant, like all the time. Yes. So no one has really been exposed to that sort of like wrestling because it, it is different. Australian wrestling was very stuck in that sort of you know seventies, eighties sort of era because mm-hmm. George has been coaching everyone. You mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Um, Man, it, <laughs> book book was very like intimidating the first like few few days until yes. like we he's we sort of warmed up to him. But really, um, and like all the guys like because you know he would obviously be uh, flying on Wednesday, so the Monday Tuesday the guys that would like train under him and a couple of the other coaches there would just like fill us in like just you know don't park in his car spot yeah make sure the bathroom's clean all the time otherwise you're gonna get chewed out and he'll probably throw you out so we're just all like already like oh my god like this is crazy yeah so first day is in and he he was all right um you know he's just sort of you know drilled us a little bit but not too much sure on our work but yeah just sort of a little bit easy on the first day and then um second day uh, he was a little bit late, so um, and I <laughs> I walked to the bathroom as one of the other guys I was with was sort of walking out. Mm. I'm like, dude, you, you flooded the toilet. What have you done? <gasps> and he left this like the tap going in the sink, so there's water everywhere. What? And so he's like, oh shit, you know, I'll go get a mop. So he's off going to get a mop. While I grab all paper towel and I start like cleaning up the mess from the sink. Yeah. At that point, who walks in the freaking door? <gasps> 
Yeah, Booker T. Booker T. I'm like, oh man, I'm going to get chewed out here so bad. Yeah. And he just like stops and he drops his bag and he's just staring at me, which I felt, you know, I thought it was like a good like five minutes. It was probably, you know, 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he just walked away. And then I was like, oh my God. Am I, ever? <laughs> I never been so scared in my life. <laughs> oh my <God. laughs> but, and so. Um, you know, he, he was all good after that. He was like, all he was good. all sweet, yeah. He, didn't, yeah. he was like, ah, he's cleaning it up. Yeah, that's he it. He didn't yeah. mean it. Nothing. <laughs> oh, my god. No, gosh. he was actually really cool. He always, like, hooks up free tickets to, like, SmackDown and Vengeance, all the pay-per-views, everything like that while, uh, we were while you were there. Yeah, so How he, long were you there for? Uh, we were there for two months. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah so he, re- he really looked after us. So. Nice. Yeah. Um, and that you just you, you came home after that two months, um, like just even more excited yes definitely. about the the prospect of wrestling yeah yeah it was just yeah. sort of like a big sort of refresh like a oh, yeah man, this is amazing so we we're basically teaching you know from there i sort of coached um i was head coach at naw or george george's uh, wrestling facility mm-hmm. for um about two to three years yeah um so just basically teaching everything that i sort of learned over there and just helping all the new guys come because yeah. george was sort of getting a little bit older he didn't want to get in the ring that much so he needed someone in there to, to coach so right i right. sort of took that on which was which was good as well because because you learn as you as you're coaching too it's sort of like a refresh for you yeah so i thought that that was that was really cool yeah um, basically from there um Orlando Jordan moved over here. Yeah, he moved in Lucy yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, he lives yeah. in uh, just in uh, yeah down Werribee Hoppers Crossing way. So mm-hmm, pretty mm-hmm. pretty close to me. Yeah. Um, and he started a, a training school. Right. So I'm like, man, I jumped on that straight away. Yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely. So and it, man, <laughs> again after going like coming back from Booker's, I thought I was pretty decent. Yeah. And then I got in the ring in the ring with Orlando, and my God, like he is like. You know he's good, but he's yeah. very underrated. Like that man is incredible. Because when was his run? Oh, man, I, I'm terrible with years. But it was with JBL when he was doing the whole. Um, uh, oh, uh, what was the? Yeah, the, uh, the, the with the big hat and everything. Yeah, yeah. And he was yeah. he was actually, actually put the title on him and everything. Didn't yeah, they? they did. Yeah, yeah. So okay, that was right when. I, so it would have been like 2000. And the cabinet is it the cabinet? Is that what they called? Some, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've gone back and watched some of the stuff that I missed. Yeah. But I and I know yeah because he was I remember JBL as like APA you know oh, like yeah, the yeah, acolytes yeah yeah and then when when I stopped watching it um and then you know started watching the product again and whenever they would do a top 10 or they would go back to you know previously uh, like previous uh, you know incarnations of different wrestlers I saw this stuff of JB I'm like who the fuck is that <laughs> but I couldn't connect the two yeah because yeah. he looks so different so different from his APA persona like slick black hair like real like you know tough guy yeah. to this guy who wears a cowboy hat and a suit yeah it definitely. was bizarre but I remember actually playing like a we were playing Xbox one day with one of my mates and he hadn't watched like wrestling like since like the Attitude Era yeah he yeah. was like Bradshaw I'm going Bradshaw he's like who the hell is that? Like, that's not Bradshaw. <laughs> that's not Bradshaw. Like, man, it's Bradshaw now. <laughs> that's him now. Yeah. So through that sort of run, you know, um, Orlando was with him. Right. Okay. Really cool. Cool. Yeah. cool. Yeah. Nice. So I think, you know, he was in the in the Fed for about, you know, seven or eight years, something like that. Mm-hmm. Then um, he obviously done his little run in TNA and decided, you know, he, he'd had enough. Yeah. You know, yep. thing, things weren't that fun anymore. So he, he wanted to come out here because he, you know. On his tours out here, he really you know, fell in love with Australia. So, right, yeah, he just wanted to sort of settle down here, settle down here, and start the school. So, yeah. yeah, I was training with him for you know three years, and you know he's one of one of my 
one of my best friends right now. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And is he still doing the the training school? No, he he runs a gym mm-hmm. um, out in Hoppers Crossing. So shout out to my gym or um, Orlando Jordan Fitness. Yep, cool. Uh, so he's still doing that. He's coaching because his background is like amateur wrestling and. Um, amateur bro- boxing as well right um, so he got up to a pretty high level like he almost went to the olympics everything like that okay yeah. so he, he's coaching that out there he will coach like um yeah grappling and you know boxing and stuff like that but as for pro wrestling yeah he's you know just sort of sticking to seminars and things seminars and things yeah, like that yeah, yeah yeah cool but yeah we trained with him for like three three years and, and that training was like in the most intense stuff i've ever done so that was mm. like five to six days a week um, and it was a minimum of like four hour sessions, five to six days a week. Yeah, four hours se- like every yeah. night. Yeah, every night. So we'll we'll g- you know get up in the morning. Um, usually go to the gym, work like a full eight hour day. That at that time I wasn't like coaching or you know doing any strength and conditioning PT stuff. What were you so doing? So I was working just as a laborer in a warehouse. Oh, dude. Yeah, yeah. So it was, so it was doing pretty a physical brutal. job. Physical job. Yeah, just like you oh. know. Just uh, handling like you know cartons of drinks and shit all day. Yeah, man. So we'll do that for eight, ten hours, and then you know go straight to wrestling. It'll be like five five p.m. start, and usually be there till about ten o'clock. Jeez, you'd yeah. sleep like a log, man. Yeah. And then of course it would <laughs> you know shows on weekends as well, so it was just nonstop. Yeah, and you yeah. did this for about three years. About three years, yeah. yeah. Jeez, man, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, but the, the amount I learned out of that was just like it's just yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. And you started wrestling, obviously, I mean, you're doing a lot of training and stuff like that and learning and, and getting better and stuff. But throughout that time, were you still doing shows? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Through that whole time, I'm still doing shows every weekend. Right. Yeah. So tell yeah. me about your persona and how it, how it evolved. So Because now you're Jake Navarra. So now, yeah, now it's Jake Navarra. So it took a while to sort of get into it. I yeah. was always sort of like a, I was always a baby face. Okay. Which I hated. Right. Um, and... For some reason, I always call myself the experience. You know, I, I can't even remember where that came from, but it's yeah. like, you know, it's going to be experience watching me oh, um, right. type thing. And I think and you I, were the face. I was a face, yeah. And yeah, yeah I that's strange because the experience sounds more like a heel name yeah, to me. Like, yeah. well, I'm so good kind yeah. of thing. Well, there you go. <laughs> so, but no, um, that, you got that over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, it sort of switched to because guys would sort of look, look up a little bit and be like, you're, you're always on, like, you're always, you know, you know, all the time you're doing something to get better, whether it's training or mm. going to seminars, going to the gym, going to this, that. You're yeah. just always on. So someone at the time gave me a nickname. They're like, you should call yourself Mr. 24-7, Jake Navarro. I was like, okay, well, that, well, that works. That's cool. And then eventually yeah. that sort of just um, evolved into which, what it is now, which is the relentless Jake Navarro. Ah, okay, is, cool. Yeah. So you got which a few is, like... Um, uh, like how the WWE guys always have the, like, the Celtic warrior, yeah. Sheamus. It's not just Sheamus. He's the Celtic warrior. Yeah. The, yeah. The, and I think at one point he was the great white shark or something. <laughs> yeah. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, you know, the game or, you know, the yeah. cerebral assassin. Yeah, like they have all these something. little yeah. monikers yeah. that actually have, well, obviously they have to do with their persona, but it's not their name. Yes. It's just like their extra nicknames. Yeah. So your extra nickname was... It was always like Mr. 24-7 and yes. the Relentless Jake Navarro. The Relentless, yeah. yes. Which is just you know, a reflection of like my worth e- work ethic. Worth ethic. Yeah. 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 Nice, man, yeah. nice. And then you know, I'm just a you know, cocky, aggressive heel. That's <laughs> and that's what it is. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and during your wrestling days, um, have you ever uh, been in a situation where like um, you've gotten like genuine heat with the crowd where you've had to like... Oh, yeah, man. Like 
Um, there's, there's certain like towns you go to where you're like, this is going to be awesome. I do not want to miss this show. Right. Um, and through that time, sort of before I went to Orlando is where I had that sort of brief sort of period where I'm just coaching and, you know, working shows here and there. Mm. There wasn't a lot going on in Melbourne at that time. There was like maybe shows once, twice a month. Okay. Um, so I would drive to Adelaide every weekend. Right. So I'd drive nine hours, wrestle and drive straight back. And huh. that, that was like every weekend. Um, Adelaide crowds are so fun. Really? So much fun, man. I remember there was a couple of times where um, I had to wait after the, after the show because there's people outside that want to bash you. Really? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that was that, they got that, that into, it. into yeah, it. Yeah. Wow. So there's plenty of times where like, So you coming over as this heel beating up their you say you're face. from You say you're from Victoria, that's it. <laughs> You've that's got all them. you need to be. <laughs> really? That was it. As soon as like they announced I'm from Victoria, it's like, man, I haven't even done anything yet. You're already hating me. <laughs> like, this oh, is so easy. <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, so they just hate you that much more. So yeah, certain towns, like just, yeah, you just get more heat than, than others. That is so awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. But I think like wrestling's changed a lot now. Like, you know, I could, you know, go out, be a heel and get all this different reactions like people just so aggressive and everything just hating on me yeah and then after the show like man that was so good i really respect what you've done everything you know what i mean they're just yeah, like they, right. they sort of get it but they still you know buy into it yeah which i think is really really cool that yeah. is cool I, I much prefer that you know people want to like throw beer cans genuinely want to yeah. <laughs> injure you after but the at the show. same time if i can if i can you know get that reaction out of someone man my job's done <laughs> your job is done man i'm happy with that <laughs> wow um, and so was there any times where you actually d- did get into a scuffle with a fan or you were always able to like never, escape? Never with or, fans, always sort no. of escape and, you know, sort of get yourself out of that. But, um, yeah, yeah, yeah no, no sort of heat with, yeah, with fans. Oh, that's good. That's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, and what about like your actual in-ring wrestling? Has there ever been a time where you're, um, like, cause you know, there's, I was watching this, um, uh, that movie about Paige. Oh, yes. Yeah. And they were talking about how if you screw up a move, then the other wrestler can give you a receipt. A receipt. Yes. Yes. Have you ever experienced any of that kind of culture? Yeah. Yeah. Quite a few times. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What happened? Yeah. It's not so much now, these sort of days, but sort of when I was coming in. Really? Yeah. It was more there. Um, But there'll be times like, you know... Yeah, it's, it's it's physical things. So sometimes, you know, you're going to hit someone pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes, you know, guys, you've been wrestling for a long time, you just naturally just hit harder. I don't know what it is, but you just do. You feel comfortable with <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, you feel comfortable. Yeah. Um, but there's times where someone might just, you know, let's put it simple, might just be a dick. They might just think that they're better. And there's, there's a lot of ego in wrestling, obviously. So, of course, yeah. So they might just think, oh, you're not on the level that I'm on and, you know, might give you a stiff shot. Um Huh. I don't mind. I like things to be a little bit more snug. Things being, you know, a little bit stiff. I got nothing, you know, to complain about that. But mm. do it a few times. Um, some guys will sort of, you know, say sorry for it. Some mm. guys won't, and they'll just continue to do that. So then you just give it back. Right. Okay. Pretty yeah. much like that. So yeah. you give them a benefit of the doubt the first time. Then yeah. after that, if they're still being a dick, and you can tell it's kind of intentional, then you're gonna, you know, retort. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Yeah. yeah so right. there's been a few. I won't mention names or anything. But there's been no, a few, quite a anybody. few times like that. <laughs> yeah. 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 You're like, oh, come on, man. Yeah. That's what are you it. doing? Yeah. <laughs> Far out. And so, um, uh, you mentioned that you, your first match was a tag team match, but um, throughout your career, have you had a chance to do much tag team wrestling? Uh, early on, yes, I was um, doing a lot of tags because mm-hmm. uh, they just basically put me with someone experienced. 
um, whoever's on the card, and you'll you'll learn that way, which I thought was a great idea. Oh, um, you right. don't see, you don't see much of that anymore. It's more of sort of you know two green guys just chucking him in the ring and letting him go. Where I think they need someone more experienced. So I was very grateful for that. That's that's a great yeah, idea. Yeah. It's strange that they don't do that anymore. Yeah, no, you don't see it too much these days. Huh. But um, or in Australia anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. So first first few years, I was tagging a lot. Then I went to singles. Yep. Um, up until you know about a year ago, um, I've only started doing some tags again. And, oh right. And I'm enjoying it. It's so much fun. Yeah. Nice. You just miss it. You know, I sort of got over doing the singles run. I was like, oh, okay, I wanted something different. Yeah. And the tags, it's just yeah, especially you get someone with good chemistry. It's just it's so much fun. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So who's your um, who's your tag partner that you do go out to? At the with? moment, me and uh, the Big Rig Fox. Uh, oh, Big Rig Fox, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're the current Warzone tag team champions. Oh, nice yeah, one. Yeah, that's nice. a, a lot of fun. Yeah. There you go. Um, yeah, because I think um, I've seen a bit of stuff with you and JXT as well. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. So JC, yeah, he's he's killing it at the moment, man. He's doing so well. Mm-hmm. Um, currently in the states, he should be back in the country shortly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I when what through I was when I was coaching at NAW through that sort of period. Yeah. Um, I had a girlfriend at the time, um, and she always asked me, "I work with this guy." She worked at Safeway at the time, you know. She's like, "I work with this guy. He, he wants to wrestle." I'm like, "Oh, come on, no, I don't want to do that." Like, because. When I was coaching, you get so many guys would come in, and yes, we'd be harder on them, and we would like pretty much just beat them up the first time, sure, you know, to see if they'll come back. Yeah, because a lot of people would come in and be like, "I want to wrestle. It's my dream. I've wanted to do it my whole life." They take a couple of you know bad bumps, and there you don't see them ever again. Yeah, like, like, well, your dream oh, mustn't have been that important to you. That, that's <laughs> you know. Uh, that's so what I thought it was a, is. another. I thought it was another case like that. This seventeen-year-old kid. Yeah, um, he's kept bugging me for like you know a good six months. So eventually, I said, you know, come down, and just yeah, I, I could see straight away that there was something in this kid, and that that yeah. guy was JXT. Right. So I yeah basically trained JXT up in well up until this day now. So <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, you're yeah. his trainer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not so much wrestling now. I take care of like the strength and conditioning type of things. Yes, um, yes. But yeah, up until wrestling, you know, his first few years, mm. um, we'll train together. So um, we, we've done so many matches and stuff together. Some guys you just click with, you have such a good chemistry with. Yeah. So here's a guy, We when we wrestle, we don't have to we don't have to talk about anything. We can just go out there and just do whatever match we have to do. Right. And yeah. Versus each other, you mean? Yeah, yeah, versus each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we know exactly what we're going to do. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't have to talk or anything. It's just just done. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. So you just look at each other and you know like what the other person kind of wants yeah. to do in the next move or whatever. Exactly that. Or we might just say one little thing and we're, yeah, all right, we got it. And you, you just know. Mm. Some some guys you just you just click with. And when you've been training together for so long as well, you you just click. Yeah. Yeah. Even certain guys you wrestle on cards now, like if you've wrestled quite a few times, um, yeah, it's just it's, it's like just pretty easy. Putting on an old shoe. Yeah, yeah. Um, because not to give away too much of the magic fairy dust, but as um uh I, I got to I did one or two training sessions with um uh Tricky. Oh d- wow, yeah. Down in yeah, P- yeah. Tricky PC, D, yeah. Uh, PCW, PCW yeah. yeah, yeah. Um and it was for a film clip that we I wanted to put together with my band at the time. And um, we just wanted to be able to do a few different moves for the camera. Yeah. So not actually take bumps, but uh, do as much as we could just without... Just enough, yeah. Enough, yeah, 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 so that we could, you know, do some stuff. So he showed us, you know, knife edge chop and, 
you know, how to like lay in punches without actually, you know, knocking each other out. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, there was a great one that he was like, you know, kick, kick your mate into the turnbuckle until you fall on your ass into the bottom of the ropes. And then once he's all the way to the bottom of the ropes, put your foot under his chin. Choking Like you're yeah. choking him, yeah. right? Yeah. And then you put your hand on his ankle and if at any point your mate is doing it too hard, just give his ankle a little bit a little, of a squeeze. A little squeeze, yeah. Just a bit of a squeeze. <laughs> just to let you know. Eh, just lighten up a bit. Now. <laughs> you know, and, and when, he's, when, when he said that, I'm like, that is, it just blew my mind. Because as a viewer, you would never see that. No, no. You know, you, as a fan in the stands, as a fan watching at home, you would, you would have to really be closing and you have to know what to look for to pick up these subtle things. Yeah. You know, can I, think, I can I ask you when you done that? Did yeah. that did that take anything away from? No, no, not at all. No, oh, it awesome, made me awesome. enjoy it even more. Yeah, you yeah. know, because like as you know, I, I speak to a lot of a lot of the other workers now. Like, because you you're part of it, you, you you're not so much a fan anymore. Mm. Um, so there are times in certain matches, like recently, you know, AEW, um, oh, Cody and Dustin, Dante. man. Cody and Dustin was like the first time in a long time where I've actually just like sat as a fan. I'm like, this is unreal. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. was so good. Yeah. I um I, I was watching the the stuff previous to to that um pay per view, and just like all the stuff they'd put up put up on YouTube to promote their show, because they didn't have a weekly show or anything yet. Yeah. We're still waiting for it. So. <laughs> um, but apparently it's happening, and um I was just yeah watching the road to Double or Nothing. All those vignettes that they kept releasing every week. Yeah. And then um yeah, that, that match with, with Dustin and um Cody, holy shit. It was brilliant. It was just unreal. Yeah, yeah. I think I watched yeah. it like three times. Yeah. Definitely. You know? Yeah. Um and I was happy to pay the thirty one dollars or whatever it was for the show. Yeah. Because I knew no no one else I knew locally wanted to watch it. At that time, so I'm like, well, screw it, I'll just buy it. Yeah, and then whenever well, it was I'm definitely worth it. That's for totally sure. Totally yeah, worth yeah. it. I'm definitely getting the next one as well because mm-hmm. yeah. it's just great. Um, so there you go. No, so it didn't take anything away from it, and um, and so I guess my question is, have you ever like been in the ring with somebody where um, you've like <laughs> you you've done a move or they've done a move and you've had to do one of those singles where like they actually were about to hurt you and you had to literally go squeeze them to say um, dude don't do that no nothing like that like sometimes i'll tell a guy like lighten up if they don't lighten up then they'll get you know like a like a receipt i guess you would say oh so that's the term yeah, like just lighten yeah lighten just up a bit lighten up lighten up um yeah yeah um but that man again not I want, that often yeah not that often like right early on you know you get guys with egos and stuff like i've had people you know purposely like knock me out Really? Uh, yeah, like of course I won't mention mention names. But actually, punch you in the face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, punches, kicks, just like what? Just you know, because you know they're the they're the top guy type thing. You know? Okay, so that's happened, but yeah, yeah, you know, you're gonna come across it. It's just part of it. It's, it's part, part of the part deal. Of yeah, yeah, not everyone's yeah. gonna be perfect. You're gonna you're gonna come across some dicks sometimes. Some dicks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Far but, out, yeah. man. Yeah, and of course, like you have you know, your normal sort of injuries on top of that, accidents happen. Like every time, every time you step in a ring, like yeah. you, you're not coming out the same. Like no. it, it takes so much out of your body. Sometimes accidents happen. So I've had many, many times like that. Yeah. I think I've had like, you know, three or four concussions now. Really? Um, yeah. I broke, broke the radial head off in my arm. So like completely snapped my elbow. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Shit. 
Yeah, so there's a lot going on. <laughs> How long were you on the shelf with that specific injury? With it, with the elbow, yeah, broken elbow. Yeah, so um, I had it in a car. I had surgery, and then I had it in a cast for about six weeks, mm-hmm. and then the rehab after that took about another two to three months before I could get back, sort of in the ring. In the ring. Yeah, yeah. Far out, man. That's wild. Yeah, definitely. Um, and so touch wood. That's really like the worst kind of thing you've had so far. Yeah. So. Yeah. Broken bones is not too bad for me. Um, still, still now I can't like straighten my arm or anything. So really, so, yeah, it does like affect me. Like you know, I can't straighten my arm. But Shit. I think the the concussions were the big one. Yeah. Um. Just that. Yeah. That just messes with your head for a, for a long time. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. Man. Yeah. So I had about yeah three three concussions in you know a matter of you know a six months period. Yeah. Which wasn't good. Um. Yeah. Well, that no, nah, that's a lot. That's a, that's quite high, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Very high. <laughs> yeah. 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 So um, I'm very very careful with what I do now. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So you did mention that you wrestled in Adelaide. How how other how many other um states have you have you wrestled in? Uh, so I've done Adelaide, Queensland, um well the only states I haven't done is Northern Territory and Tasmania. Oh, okay, so yeah. everywhere else yeah, but those else. two places. Yeah, yeah. And on your time um on the road uh doing these wrestling shows, um like, would you drive? Would you fly? Like, how, how would you get to the shows? It, it would be a mix. Like, a bit of a mix, yeah, yeah. a bit of a mix. In the beginning, it was just driving. You know, you'd do the sort of road trips and everything. And, yeah. You know, sometimes I'll just jump in the car and just want to drive myself. So, like I said before, I'll drive to Adelaide, nine hours, wrestle, drive straight back. Yeah. You know, just in time to go to work again. Like, yeah. just, you know, because you just want to wrestle, you know. Uh. It's crazy. It's like, why would you do, like, you know, 18, 20 hours of driving for a 10 minute match. It's like, you just, you just love it. And just in the beginning, you just want to get those, get those reps in, just get, get more matches under your belt, more experience just to grow. Especially because there wasn't that much opportunity down here at the time. Whereas now it's just right. It's just everywhere. It's everywhere. 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 Yeah. If someone had told me that wrestling would be this popular in 2019, 10 years ago, I would no have way. said, you're fucking crazy. No way. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And right. so all that time on the road, was there ever any time where like you can think back to think that something like really funny happened? Like did you like almost miss, miss a show or did someone like, you know, um, mistakenly, uh, you know, go home with all your gear and now you've got no gear for your next match like did anything Nothing funny like that, happen but, like that um we did get banned from uh pretty much every hotel in sale at one point really yeah why was that yeah. well we had a show out in sale and like you know there's not much going on there so we've done the show and there's about six of us staying in this one hotel room ah. um, there's a few other guys staying in like separate hotels and stuff but yeah six of us got chucked in this one room all right sweet and we all get back it was probably like you know 12 o'clock something after the show so we all just like lay down and then we could just hear this music like in the background and we're like, nah, let's get up. Let's go out. So we went out and, you know, we drank all night. We come back at like three or four in the morning oh, and we're shit. just like, we're all just like absolute messes. Like, um, <laughs> so we woke up in the morning, uh, don't really remember much, but to the, <laughs> the, the hotel manager, like bashing on our door. Really? Yeah. And, um, so at the, at the end of it, we had 23 noise complaints oh. on the night. We broke two beds. So it was, eight, it was like $850 worth of damage. Oh, shit. And the manager called around every hotel, like, don't let wrestlers stay in your hotel. 
<laughs> oh my god really yeah. so i can't remember the amount of time before we could go back there i don't think i ever went back there but um yeah <laughs> that is brilliant yeah, yeah quite a few stories like that <laughs> and so you don't remember did someone like power bomb someone onto uh, the table i have no idea the I, th- I think or? someone like got i think someone got like split someone was laying down and like from what i remember a guy named scotty slayer was always so much fun on road trips man yeah um i think he splashed like one of the guys from like <laughs> bed to bed just like a massive like five star from splash yeah yeah the bed just like collapses <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's just just chaos a lot of fun that is fantastic yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh man that's brilliant um and correct me if i'm wrong but like have you been back over to the states um and done any work over there or training over there again or was it just the one time at Booker T school so I went the one time through that time you know we done like a couple other shows like Funaki had some shows there um so we've sort of done that but um I haven't been back for like wrestling like performing mm-hmm. but um 2017 I got um invited out to the WWE performance center oh cool um so I basically I was there for like four days so I just pretty much Flew in, went there, flew straight out. So it wasn't a long trip at all. Yeah. Um, so basically with my... Because you know, I'm not... Re- I'm wrestling still now, but not not as much. I'm mm-hmm. sort of doing it, you know, wh- where I can, where I can sort of fit it in. Yeah. And, you know, that's not sort of like a selfish sort of thing. It's more my goals are sort of changed now. Sure, yeah. Um, I, I realized, you know, as much as like I love wrestling... The being on the road like all the time isn't really sort of what I, what I want out of it. I fell in yeah. love with like and, and you know you, you can't you would know like music like there's no better feeling than performing. Yes, and you know like energy from like the crowd and getting reactions from crowd and you know putting something together like a you know like a piece of art and just being able to express that out. There's no like you can't even describe what that feeling's like. Yeah, man. So I'll always have that and I'll try and perform as as long as I can. Yeah. Um, but it's mainly to give back, to give back. You know, t- to to everyone that's coming up now. Mm-hmm. You know, so many people. You know, gave me their time, their experience to help me get to where I sort of wanted to get to. Sure. Yeah. Um. So I just want to give back. I, f- I fell in love with the process. Yes. So, so like the sort of the grind of wrestling, the training and just seeing, seeing people develop. Right. Um, so that's what sort of led me to coaches. And w- with wrestling, man, um, um, if, I, if I didn't step in a ring, I'd be happy. Yeah. If I never stepped in a ring again, I've done like a lot of what I sort of set out to do. Sure, yeah. Um, you know, in the beginning, everything was sort of WWE contract, WWE contract. You know, everyone wants to be he- heavyweight champion type deal. Sure, yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, I, I've met some, you know, a lot of my idols growing up, shared the ring with, with many of them, you know, and had, like, quite a few compliments, you know. And that's all I've sort of wanted, like, you know, someone to say, like, you know, you belong, you know. Yeah. You're, you're a wrestler because, you know, growing up, that's all we hear is, you're never going to do this. Why do yeah. you want to do that? Get a real job type thing, you know. Yeah, right. So you would always see that. So just to sort of tick that off and be like yeah you know i i set out to do something and i've done it and you did it yeah um whether it's something you know it wasn't something i wanted to do for the rest of my life Mm. what i want to do now is coach and that's what sort of let me led uh led me to strength and conditioning yes so you know training personal training i do work with sort of general population Mm -hmm. but mostly like athletic development and with that i can still train pro wrestlers okay Yeah, Yeah. yeah 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 so through my time developing a coaching i've been coaching um for around seven years now, mm-hmm. um, aside from the, the wrestling coaching stuff. So, yeah. yeah. Um, with that, led me to a guy named Joe DeFranco. 
yeah. which is actually uh, Triple H's strength and conditioning coach. Okay. So we basically got talking there, and he's like, come out, we do this uh, certification. Um, you at know, the performance center? At the performance center, yeah. They, right. they do other locations stuff too, but it's something you, know, you have to apply and stuff and get accepted. So there's about 50... 50 coaches from around the world. Huh. Um, so we all, you know, flew out to the performance center. And so that that wasn't for a WWE tryout. That was to work with him about coaching wrestling. Yes. Yes. Wow. Yes. So okay. I, I, I had like many chances to go to WWE tryouts. Uh-huh. But I just sort of knew sort of where I wanted to go. And so I didn't want to sort of, you know, waste anyone's time. So right. if you're going to go there, put everything into this tryout and people to have a look at you and say... All right, we want you, and then you say, "You know, what? Uh, I don't don't really think this is for me." Huh. I, I I had too much you know respect for those coaches and stuff, so I didn't want to really put out, yeah, you know, put a waste to their sort of time where I knew coaching was where I wanted to be. To be, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, went out to to the performance center, working with uh, Joe Franco and WWE head strength and conditioning coach Sean Hayes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was there for about four days, and man, it, it was just an unbelievable experience. Wow. To, to be inside the performance center. And yeah. Just, yeah. Learning how to coach, coach wrestlers and just um, improve all my current athletes and general pop clients too. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, was, um, I don't know his real name, but was Tensai there as well at the time? Um, they were actually, so a lot of the guys weren't, a lot of the NXT guys weren't there. And and so, like, wrestling coaches. So, they sort of set a specific time just for us to come in. Oh, so there there wasn't, like, all the wrestlers in there. Yeah, like, there was a few people there. Like, you know, we had, like, Paige coming in and she was just coming back from an injury. And, you know, it was all, like, pretty hush-hush. You couldn't, like, no phones, nothing like that. And there was a few, like, guys that had just been signed, like, developmental that were in there. Right, But a lot of the guys were on tour at that time. Uh, So, we basically had the whole facility to to do what we had to do. Nice, nice. Yeah. And so, from that experience... Um, were you able to bring back like a lot of knowledge that you can now use in in your own um, professional wrestling training for? Oh, I mean, it, it's complete, completely changed me as a coach. Really, yeah. really. So at that time, I was working at a different gym. It was a very sort of you know your typical boot camp type gyms. Sure, yeah. Yeah, you know, pretty much all general population, and you yeah. know I love training general pop. I still do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but trying to train with like wrestlers and athletes too, I needed sort of different equipment, different things, and it wasn't the right sort of setting, the right atmosphere. Okay. So that yeah. sort of opened my mind, and I was like, got me thinking. I'm like, man, I should just, I should just do this myself. Like, why? Right. Because I was in a partnership with these guys too. Yeah. Uh, great guys, and learned a lot from them. But I was like, man, this, uh, it's got to change. Mm. You know, it was like the same thing with wrestling. Like when I went to Booker's and came back, I'm like, man, this is so different. Things, things have got to change. Right. So yeah, the same sort yeah. of mindset. And then it was like, you know, once my daughter was born, um, it was just like that. That's a switch. Like, what are you doing? Like, go do something. You, yes. You, you sort of. I felt like I was stuck on like good. And I wanted to be, I wanted to be, do something great. Yeah, you know? nice, nice. Exactly yeah, that. yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I've got to do this. So I decided, you know, to go out on my own and start your own business. Start my own business. So, yeah. um, I've actually been, tomorrow will be one year in this, in this new business. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, so it's That's going, amazing. Uh, yeah. It's going, going, going really good. So, 100 yeah. strong. 100 strong. Yep. Shout training. out. Yep. Definitely. So you can um, find. In Melton? In Melton. Definitely. Yeah. Yep. yep. So um yeah still early days still you know we just got still got a lot of stuff to tick off um, yeah but yeah it's just completely changed completely changed my world and, and so know, whereabouts is it like have you hired like a space have you bought a space yeah, so I just space? I just uh, rented out a factory and just factory. just decked it out there yeah, yeah decked yeah. it out yeah and your clients yeah. come in there and it's all comfortable and you've got all yeah. the facilities there and you're still like adding equipment each month yeah. or however I've pretty it much takes. got everything I need but um yeah, the difference yeah. sort of is like. Um, it's it's not a typical gym where you can just sort of go in, pay your membership, and do what you want to do. Like, yeah, 
everyone's coming there for private coaching, so I coach every single session. So oh, you ev- coach every session? Every single session, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. So most days I'm working, you know, as we spoke earlier when I came in, like Monday, yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday is my busy days. I'm doing yeah. about 13, 14 hours. Yep. And then, you know, the Thursday, Fridays, I try to back off and do about 10. So, yeah, it's a lot. It's yeah. a lot. It's a lot. But, man, when you're doing something you love, it's just. It's, yeah, man. Man, it's just like, just like wrestling, you know? Yeah. You, know, you, you drive halfway across the country just to, you just know, to pee do in the it. ring for five minutes. It's, it's, it's great. Far out, man. So, and so, are they classes as well or just only just one on one? Like, a lot of my wrestlers, I'll try and put in, uh, I'll try and train them in groups just because the atmosphere, like, it just changes. Like, everyone gets super competitive yeah but within that like everyone still does individualized things like you know if you have a guy that's you know the size of like kane and you've got a guy that's the size of like you know neville yeah it's you know they're not going to train there's going to be certain things that are different for them yes so although they're in a group things will be sort of specific to that to their to you them. Know, their body type and things like that, that kind of working around injuries and everything like that as well so yeah. Wow, you're a lot of variables, hey? Yeah, definitely. So yeah, um, working with you know WWE DeFranco mm. um, has definitely definitely changed my world. Yeah, um, and you know it's something that's ongoing. It's not sort of like a once-off thing. So yeah, you know, most weeks I still talk to um, head strength coach Sean Hayes. Like he, he's really cool. So shout out to him. Mm. He's doing great things at the Performance Center. Even uh, NXT uh, UK, mm-hmm. they just opened their Performance Center. It's just doing unbelievable. Oh, there's things. Performance Center over yeah, there as well. Yeah, yeah, just opened. It's unbelievable. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, at the rate that the popularity is growing for wrestling in Australia, I wouldn't be surprised yeah, if they open one here. Yeah, it's only a matter of time, man. <laughs> yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah, without saying too much, it's um, yeah, big things going to happen, which yeah, is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have yeah. another chance to go out there and about. Um, hopefully in September, um, it all depends sort of, uh, when my second daughter is going to be born. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so congratulations, thank man. You. So she's due on September 15th. Yep. Um, and yeah, I'm not too sure. I think late September, early October is the dates to go out back to the performance center. So we'll, we'll see what happens. See how we go there. <laughs> see how we go. Just, yeah. Just, uh, I don't know if your lady's going to be too impressed just, with uh, that. She, she, she's like, go for it, go for it. I'm like, oh, we'll, we'll call this one on the fly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You might need, might be needed at home at yeah, that point. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah. Oh, well, that's really great, man. I'm super, um, super excited about everything that you're doing, and and it's uh, it's a really cool thing that. Uh, you've been able to, you know, go down a specific path, and then, and while you've been on that path, decide to go a different route, and now you're finding so much fulfillment, you know, definitely, in, yeah, in that route, yeah, um, and and still playing drums on the side, every still now playing and then. drums, yeah, once yeah. a week, every Wednesday night, we uh, close up the the gym doors, and we have got all our band equipment stored there, yeah, um, real, yeah, at the gym, at the gym, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic, yeah, yeah, it's good everything, yeah, just have a good jam, and it's just a good good switch off everything you know does that band have any recorded material um we actually spoke as like one of our guitarists is in scotland at the moment mm. and our other one's going over for a few weeks so we're like when you guys get back let's go let's go lay down some fresh tracks oh really yeah definitely that would be cool yeah it'll be really cool you don't have anything older though uh man i'd have to dig them out somewhere we've got some old cds somewhere yeah oh, okay yeah. that's all right yeah. So, yeah nothing i could like no, nothing online. I can no, find pretty no, quickly online. No. Okay, that's all right. That's yeah. all right. I just thought I'd ask. Well, we, before we do finish up, I thought you know sometimes on the art of touring, I like to do something different, um, just to kind of keep uh, keep it fresh. And a package arrived for me today in the post, and I thought, well, we'll do a bit of an unboxing. Definitely. Who knows what's I've in been this? Been off that box all the time. Like, what, like, what is Sirianni bought? It? You know. So, oh, can you hear that, art of touring listeners? 
That's that. That's the, that's that unboxing sound that we all know too well. So that's the beauty of um, eBaying and and uh, and PayPal is that you can you know purchase all these wonderful things. And you never know what you're going to get. You never like, know. Why did I buy it? <laughs> well, I know what's in here. You don't. I just hope they've packed it all right. It looks like I've got. Oh, what have we got? I don't get junk mail. This is exciting. Wow. This is. Um, it looks like a a handyman electrical ad. Pest control. It's like, oh, and then we've got some Easter stuff for sale. Wow, that's intense, man. Yeah, look at that. Uh, this is in Main Street in Croydon. So this this came from somewhere down there. <laughs> Who knows? I've got quite a few. Straight to the pool room. Straight to yeah. Look at all this junk. Okay, here <laughs> we go. Here we go. There he is. Oh wow, Sergeant, Sergeant Slaughter. Slaughter. The Hasbro. Awesome. Look at him. So he'll have to be featured in the photo that promotes this show. Definitely, definitely. And I also what got, else you got in there? a um, a ghost and Lewis Tully. So he's not one of the Ghostbusters, but he was he's like uh, a character from from the show. Um, and I'd actually, I actually I didn't need the ghost. I actually just needed him. So now I've got two of those. Oh, there you go. So I can maybe on sell him or, or give those <laughs> to my kids. Um, but yeah, Sergeant Slaughter. He um, I definitely need him for my Hasbro collection. Oh, definitely. So there you go. Oh, that's wicked, man. What an Weird unboxing. It's <laughs> a weird, weird combination. <laughs> and it was from the same seller. Oh wow! And I have, and it just so happens that I'm at the moment kind of still collecting real Ghostbusters stuff. I've slowed down because I've bought so much of it. I don't really need much more, really. So I don't really buy much real Ghostbusters stuff at the moment. But I am like on the hunt for Hasbro's. So when I see one that I need, I get it. Now the only thing is these Hasbro's have an actual like. Um, they have like a playability action, but I don't know what this one. Oh, okay, it's like a slam. Wow. It kind of looks like he's doing like a, like I've got a point or something <laughs> <laughs> from the AFL because one of his hand is sticking out. It's like, and it's a point. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, there you That's go. Great. Well, Jake, it's been so great catching up with oh, you. Oh, man, this has been fantastic. What a blast, yeah, right? I know. <laughs> so funny how it's just all come together. <laughs> yeah. Um, and again, shout out to your um, your own uh, personal training and, and professional wrestling uh, strength and conditioning um, a, a facility out in Melton called 100 Strong. Yeah. If people want to follow that and find out a bit more about it, what's what's the show, so socials you, you on can, that? Uh, Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, just at 100strongpt mm-hmm. or you know, our website, 100strongpt.com.au. Beautiful. Easy. There it is. Awesome. Thanks for joining <laughs> us, Jake. We'll no see worries. you next Thanks time, for brother. having me. Ciao. There you go, Sizzlers. That's a wrap for episode 63. It's all done. It's all over, mate, for another week. Thanks for listening. If you like this episode, give the podcast a share on social media. Use the hashtag Art of Touring Podcast on Instagram. And give us a follow at Art of Touring Podcast. Uh, if you are a first-time listener to the show, uh, I'd love it if you'd come back each week and keep on listening. I have a new guest each week, uh, so you are more than welcome to join the Art of Touring family and become a regular listener of the show. I'd love to have you on board. Uh, if you'd like to get in contact with me, please email me directly at artoftouringpodcast at gmail.com. Maybe you'd like to come on the show. If you are a touring musician, a performer, or a wrestler, hit me up. I'd love to hear from you. Or slide in 
into the old DMs uh, on Instagram at Art of Turing Podcast. You can listen to Art of Turing on Wooshka and you can download it on iTunes. If you have enjoyed this episode, please take that moment, that one second, that millisecond to give the podcast a rating within the podcast app that you are using to listen to this podcast and write a short review and stick around next week for another episode. Now let's get into some plugs. Uh, The outro music for The Art of Turing is a song called Start a Fire by The Pass Outs, which is available to stream on Spotify or download on iTunes. You can grab the whole debut album by The Pass Outs on all digital platforms. And if you'd like to grab a physical copy on either CD or glorious coloured vinyl or regular coloured vinyl, go to thepassoutsband.bandcamp.com where you can get all your merchandise needs, including T-shirts, stickers, posters, and I have a couple of skateboards left as well. I'll be back at the Black Swan Tavern in Point Cook on Saturday, the 6th of July. Uh, so come on down uh, from 7pm to hear old mate Sizz Dog smash out some acoustic tunes. That's all from me this week. Before I do go, I have a few shout-outs. Shout-out to Chris Wall, as always, who designed the artwork for the show. You can follow him on Instagram at Mr. Wall, spelt W-A-H-L. Big thanks to my guest this week, Jake Navarra. Be sure to check out Jake's gym, 100 Strong in Melton. Uh, it's 100 Strong PT on Facebook and Instagram and his website. Web, web, website. <laughs> What's a website? His website, 100strongpt.com.au. That's all from me this week. Thanks again for listening. Tune in next time for another episode of The Art of Turing with the Sizz Dow. Dow, wow, wow. And remember, this week's podcast was brought to you by Sizz Dogs Figure Buff Soap. It'll get rid of the toughest grime on your little figures, baby. Yeah, I was right. definitely going to bring some beers in, but I was like, I don't know if you drink beer or what's going on. Yeah, so, right, right. I'm like, I'll just get a coffee. Coffee, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, well, my, my thinking is, like, if, if guests do bring stuff, then I'll... You know, I'll share it with them, whatever they have. And if they don't bring anything, I'll offer them, oh, would you like to have water, beer, tea, coffee, whatever. Yeah, whatever you want. Make whatever you want. Yeah, yeah make them yeah, comfortable. Definitely. And then whatever they say, I will join them in. Yeah. So um, last week, it was crazy. Or Because I've got school holidays coming up, I, I want to try and take some time off of the interview. So I'm trying to cram yeah. a few in before the school holidays. Yeah. Um, and so last week, I interviewed... A person on the Monday, the Wednesday, and the Thursday, wow. and all three times they said yes to a beer, or they had brought their own. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I was just just swimming in beers last week. It was crazy. Was so like when week. you showed up with the coffee, I was like, "Sweet, yeah. I can get, no no booze tonight." Give you a break. Give me thank you. I appreciate it. Oh gosh. Uh.